Hey y'all, it's K-Bird Tweets, and this is Peace, Love, and Baseball. Hey everybody, I watched baseball today. I cannot tell you how simply content it makes me to have the St. Louis Cardinals back in action on my television. I hope you have been enjoying watching the teams get back at it and ramp up for an exciting season. All the new rule changes coming out. Watching the game evolve before our eyes. I will have plenty of good stuff all the takes on next week's episode on the new rules and spring training coverage. But today, we've got two lovely ladies joining the show that you're going to be real happy to know because they are my most trusted and talented hairstylist. Yeah, everybody needs one or two. Yeah, you know my rock and pink hair? All thanks to Courtney, who was on the show today, and Rachel, who actually referred me to Courtney, who is joining us as well. They both work for themselves and share the salon space in the South Loop in Chicago that we're going to tell you about today. And not only do they make hair look great, which of course we appreciate, but they are also genuinely dedicated to the overall health of your hair too, which is so important. And the only way to like really keep your hair looking good long term, you know? My hair has been healthier than ever since I've been going to their salon for the last year and a half. Plus, okay, so you know, like, the other thing that's really important about a good hairstylist is that they're, like, really enjoyable to talk to, right? Because you're going to sit there with them for, like, two or three hours, potentially. Yeah, I got you. They're the best. The best. And, of course, you're going to get the perfect sense of that today. Okay, but... Guess what? I have even more exciting news before you meet Courtney and Rachel. Today, we have our first official sponsor of the pod. Hell yeah. And I think it's very appropriate because this is episode 25. We're a quarter of the way to 100. Episode 25. So what better way to market than to take you kind of way back to episode two. You remember meeting musician and diehard fan of all things Cardinals baseball, Wes McKinney? Well, today, Peace, Love, and Baseball is brought to you by Validity. Are you a fan of indie pop rock with a touch of Ben Folds, Mika, and Jukebox the Ghost? Then you need to check out Validity, the musical project by the talented vocalist and instrumentalist Wesley McKinney. His latest album, Indivisible, is now streaming on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever you listen, and it's a must-listen for anyone who loves upbeat melodies and catchy lyrics. But what makes Validity truly special is McKinney's ability to seamlessly blend his passion for music with his love of baseball, creativity, and fitness. So he's not just a musician. He's a well-rounded artist who knows how to stay active and inspired. And the music is going to make you feel just the same. So whether you're a baseball player or a gym goer, or maybe just a creative mind or a lover of great music, Validity has got something for you. 
Tune into his music and let Wes McKinney take you on a journey of self-discovery and fun. Don't miss out on this rising star. Stream Indivisible today. You know I linked it for you in the show notes, so go check it. But after this, after this, your weekly peace, love, and baseball. Got to check that off the list first. And we've got, really, we've got it all today. Little peace, little love, little baseball. We're going to dive in with Courtney and Rachel to hear all about their biz, get answers to your hair care cues, and make sure you stick around until the end. Because while these two know very little about baseball, that means that I had to make them play a silly little game with me that I made up around baseball terminology. Enjoy it! Well, peace, love, and baseball. I am very excited to welcome another couple professionals, people at the top of their field that are going to join us today. We have hairstylists, hairdressers, some of the most important people in your life, as I'm sure you know, Courtney and Rachel, who own and operate uh, their own salon in the South Loop in Chicago. And we're going to dig into all the good stuff, all your listener questions with them today. And before we get started, I just want to share a personal quote that that I love from Joan Crawford, the iconic actress, about hairdressers. Joan Crawford said, I think the most important thing a woman can have, next to talent, of course, is her hairdresser. And I personally feel that way, so I'm very excited to have a couple of my favorite hairdressers with us today. What's going on, guys? How are you? Excited (laughs) to be here. Same. So Courtney and Rachel, I'm excited. I mean, I know about what you do because you are the ones that make me look fabulous, but I know you each have your own specific things that you kind of like to do as individuals. And your career is a very passion-driven one, like a lot of the other professionals that we've had on the podcast. And I think that's always an interesting look like behind the curtain when you meet someone who is very passionate about what they do, passionate enough and driven enough to start their own business and work for themselves based on all of that. And we love nothing more than a good trusted professional here at Peace, Love and Baseball. So to kick us off, would you mind telling us what inspired you to get into your profession? I was like in retail management for like over 15 years, like a lost puppy, didn't know what I wanted to do, was always creative. And then I was like, hair, like kind of always experimented coloring my hair, but never really like did it on other people. So then I just kind of signed up. Like my big sister was always like, go for it, do it. Like anything I was trying out, she's like, do it. And like, she would send me the paperwork and the stuff to do it. (laughs) So I was like, sure. Okay. Whatever. Like, I don't know. And I like, wasn't really serious about it. And so I went in and around, I was like 28 years old. I like second act kind of thing for my life. And I went in and I just like absorbed all the information, like science. Like I was like, who am I? Because like high school Courtney was not obtaining any of that information so I was there for it I was like loving it I did full-time job full-time like I did the whole thing beauty school vibes and then yeah I just like fell in love with it and I was a colorist first and then obviously like we'll get more into that later but like yeah I just 
I don't know. I don't know how else I can describe except for like all of a sudden I was excited and I've never been excited as like a career or a job ever. So the fact that like it was like my whole everything was into it, I was like, this is cool. This has never clicked for me before. And it maybe took me longer than others. But like, I was very thankful that it worked out that way. So it was cool. So yeah, Yeah, that's a very, very good sign when you get excited about something like that. And you are a very creative person. Like Mm -hmm. overall, you're into all kinds of music and art and stuff like that has always really drawn been you've been drawn to that kind of stuff. So it makes sense that. I guess this would be something that aligns with all of that. But yeah, until you're in it, it's hard to know, which I also think is crazy that, you know, we're all kind of expected, like you said, second act, but you Mm. weren't even 30 years old, you know, like how at 17, are we all supposed to just be like, you know what, this is exactly what I want to do. And then what if you do it and you hate it? So good for you. I was in, I was in class with a lot of those people, (laughs) those younger folk. That were like, I'm just doing this. My my mom told me to do this, or like whatever. Yeah, which is actually really inspiring because it was like all walks of life, and like that was my favorite part about beauty school too. Is that like you like you didn't know who was coming in that classroom at least when I went. So it was just cool to hear everybody's story because it's like such again such a creative field that like some people are coming from that like world or were creative people and kind of knew something like was going to be creative in their life. And then some people were like, I used to be an accountant (laughs) and I just want to do hair now. So you're like, that's awesome. And he was great at it. And it was so much like, it was just like, okay, this is so cool. So yeah, definitely like met a lot of cool people along the way. So yeah. What about you, Rach? Yeah, I would, I am going to like piggyback off of that. Like something that was really cool with my experience was there were so many people, like older people, younger people, all of that stuff. I would say that I'm not a creative person at all. So it's interesting that this worked out for me. Um, But it was, I just, I didn't really, I kind of had an idea that I wanted to go to school for to study criminal justice. And then I was like, I can't do like a four-year thing. That's not my vibe. I don't really like school, like the debt, like all of that stuff. And um, my sister-in-law and my mom were kind of like, you're really good at this, like doing hair. And I always did hair for people like high school or like proms, like all that stuff. We went down and we toured the school and I was like, this is really cool. And the idea of it not being like a four-year situation, I was like, yeah, I can't do, I'm not trying to do like a four-year thing. Um, And yeah, beauty school was, was like a really good experience for me. I really liked it. Yeah. I think that's interesting that you were so adamant about not wanting to go into like a traditional, you know, four-year program, regardless of how long it is, I think now with higher education, unless there's something really specific that you know you want to do or is going to come from it, it, people are more and more looking at it and just being like, is it worth all the sacrifices that I have to make when you know I'm going to come out on the other side of it, uh, $100,000 in debt and for what? So I good know. for you for taking a step back and like thinking about it whether rather than just you know jumping into something that surely wouldn't have been as good of a fit. You opened your business together mid-pandemic, nonetheless, which I think is something a lot of people in professions like yours can relate to, whether they thought about it, actually did it, or are even now still thinking about trying to do it. So tell us about what sparked that and what the process was ultimately like. 
so I've worked with Rachel for a long time, actually. We worked together at like a corporate salon for a long time. Okay. And so then when that corporate salon like left, we moved on to the next one and we just whatever met new friends, met new people who own. Like you we've been through the different kinds of salons. And I'm only saying that just because we've worked together. So I just want to like make yeah. that clear that we had a long history before this. So when we met our actual third partner, who is part of our private studio in the South Loop, we were all kind of like, what are we doing? Like, we were talking about it in 2019. Like, we were like, what are these numbers? Like, we're not getting all this. What's happening? Like, the percentages of the commission, and, and I won't bore you with that. But point being, we looked at the work, we looked at the numbers, and we were like, wait a minute. Like, this is, this is the, like, we were kind of ready, and we were talking about going on our own. And we all kind of like we all kind of like joined again it was a click for me like we all were like thinking I swear it was like we were thinking in our own heads and all of a sudden it was a conversation and we we're all like same same 100 yeah. percent, whatever <laughs> like what and so then we just like got the wheels in motion and then like obviously a couple months later like the world shut down and it like kind of just again it was like a waiting game and so we kept in touch but then it was also that like hey guys it's like the world sounds like people like can get their hair done again so then that was when we reached back out to the same place and then it was like hey that same studio that you guys looked at happened to be open and we're like oh that's crazy like thanks universe like okay so yeah we moved in and I don't think I've ever been so stressed out in my life (laughs) because it was a huge change a huge just like like a risk like it was like this is it like I'm like I'm flying bye like I'm on my own like it just I mean I wasn't on my own because we we have each other and like that's great but like business-wise like I'm like this is it like I'm I'm collecting my clientele like this is happening like and I don't know I'm a bit huge believer in like the more uncomfortable I am the better I come out on top because in the after effect you look back and you go wow, I went through that. And I'm like, and here I am. And like, it just Yeah, and I I am beyond passionate about the fact that I like personally that I made the decision that I made, because I will never go back. (laughs) I agree with all of that. I think with, you know, you saying that it was like, kind of like a waiting game, the way it, it everything fell so perfectly after like the waiting period and and all of that stuff, the best thing seems messed up to say but the best thing that could have happened was so that that shutdown to like force yeah. us to go home 100%. I didn't realize that you were already thinking about it like that's amazing oh, yeah. and that mm-hmm. also totally makes sense of why you were just able to jump on it and make it happen yeah. it was great yeah, perfect timing. it was like like Courtney said that was so scary I remember you know talking to my parents about it and they were super supportive and my dad is a business owner and he was like you know I think that you can absolutely do it. But he's like, I think you need to sit down and realize that like, it's all you now, like it's all, you know, it's you, it's on you guys now. So like, I think you can absolutely do it, but you, we didn't have, we're the front desk where like, we're cleaning like our own stuff. We're doing that. Like, yeah. everything. We were, we're doing product orders, like all of it. Um, and I don't know what like the quotas that they say about people who go into business by themselves, but you're not, you're working all the time. You're working every day. Yeah. Like <laughs> you are, if, if I don't have a client, like you're looking at your books, you're ordering product, you're ordering hair for extension. Like you're doing so <laughs> many things. Um, And that was probably like the biggest, like, oh gosh, 
but also, you know, setting boundaries and self-care and like, you know, stepping back. Um, I think it's hard, especially in this industry as well. If like, if you're not working, you're not, you're not making money. Right. So, there was a um, pressure with that, but I think, yeah, everything fell perfectly with the perfect people and it was perfect. So perfect. I just want to say too, that like, I get emotional about everything, but I'm not going to get emotional right now. <laughs> but what I'm going to say is looking at us in 2020 and looking at us now, I'm just like, we did this. We're killing it. Like the support, the clients, the clients, 1000%. I don't know where I would be without them. You realize like how much like especially if you've been doing it for like umpteen years it's like you just look at like you're like that clientele is like my lot like yeah like my friends we go through things together like we like just it's I mean and that's just a whole other conversation but yeah like it's just the support of the family and I would hear about like what her family would say and like our other colleagues like everyone was just like on board and like had so much faith in us like yes you got this like and we did and we do and it's just yeah Going off of yeah. what you said about being different in, you know, 2020 to now, like mm-hmm. that, the, the relationships between us as well. Right. I think mm-hmm. it, it, I don't, I wouldn't have gone into business with anybody else. I know. You know, like it well, that's a risk too. Like it has to sure. work, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that we learned so much about each other and obviously there were times it wasn't easy, you know, you're, yeah. you're in a space, you're, you know, it, it's pretty intimate space and experience. Um, and I think that we learned a lot about each other along that way too. And just like the support system coming from, like Courtney said earlier, big corporate salons where you're only a number, you know, like having the support and having like meetings and like sitting down and talking because we were friends first, we were Mm -hmm. friends first. And then to have that support system was great. I had a esthetician on the show a few weeks ago who went out on her own recently as well. And she spoke very similarly to what you were saying, Rachel, to your point of, I think she said the quote was, uh, I stopped working for somebody else because I didn't want to work like a nine to five or something. And now I work 24 hours a day. (laughs) It's something like that, (laughs) which is so real. And I can only imagine. But to your point, Courtney, there's, I'm usually not this big on quotes, but there's just this (laughs) other quote that came to me as you were talking about like looking back because kind of just going and then then looking back and being like, whoa, I did that was, I don't know whose quote this is, but there's a quote that says like an entrepreneur is someone who jumps off a cliff and builds a plane on the way down. And that's like exactly what you have to be willing to do. So it's such a leap of faith and it's awesome that you had the the right mindset to be looking at all of the things that you knew were necessary before you took that leap too. Mm-hmm. And Rachel, you said earlier that you don't think that you're creative. And I would like to argue with that because I am one of those people too. That's like, I'm not creative because I'm a little too type A or whatever, but clearly I'm creative. I'm doing this yeah. podcast and I'm <laughs> an artiste in certain ways. And you very much are too, but you're more, I think we think like we can't be both. Yeah. But you're both. And that's why you're able to do what you're doing is because you are both. And sometimes mm-hmm. one side shows more than the other yeah. <laughs> or one side like lends itself to whatever circumstances you're in at the time. But how amazing that you found the thing that is your major creative outlet and you're killing I it. I feel like I was just going to say to go off the type A, I'm like extremely type A as well. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, it's a whole thing, um, but I also feel like, and I've, I've thought about this a lot because I feel like, because I feel like I'm both, you know, 
I feel like the type A helps my creative actually like strategically plans out how creative I'm going to be. Does that yeah. make any sense? Yes, because <laughs> I feel like that, like, I feel like they actually go hand in hand. I know the people who are like, just creative because they can just do whatever and it falls like they're just like naturally like whatever depending on what they're doing but I'm like I feel like this like the structure needs to be there and it does <laughs> yeah especially... for creative, yeah so I think yeah that's, yeah hand that's in hand point. <laughs> I like what my like 30 second elevator pitch about myself and like a job interview or anything is like I'm equal parts analytical and creative Yes, yes, yes. That's it. That's all I got. I love it. <laughs> but yes, we are very much all that way, which yep. is, I mean, it makes perfect sense. And you found the perfect way to lend each to the other. Mm-hmm. So since we have, you know, some trusted professionals here, I did put the Ask a Hairstylist uh, questions out to the listeners. And we've got some listener questions. If you don't mind us picking your brain here a little bit. Yeah. Sure. Okay, so feel free to if if these questions lend themselves to one of you more than the other, you know, feel free to take it. But I'm sure you both have a good idea. So the first one is something I think we've all wondered about one time or another. Is it worth it to spend money on more expensive shampoos and conditioners? Yes, I think yeah. I think it depends. I think it depends, but I think knowing what's in the product and like behind the brand, um matters a lot but I think nine times out of ten yeah investing in you know professional hair products is the way to go um with that being said I definitely have some drugstore stuff that I use maybe I shouldn't say that but it's true (laughs) um but I think um especially now there's just so much like there's so many bad things in in products and it's going on your head. It's going into your scalp. It's seeping in, you know, so be very careful um, about that. But I would say professional is the way to go. I also say that professional products are more concentrated uh, that the cheap stuff that you, you know, get at the the, the drugstore or whatever, a lot of it's watered down. You have to use a lot more to feel like you've got yeah. different, different things like that. Or like I, I buy this bonder, this treatment, and it's I've, I can have it for a year. It's so concentrated. Um, you don't have to go out and buy products all the time. So I think it's definitely worth the investment. Yeah. I feel like I'm the same way. It's kind of the thing where like, I have my things that I use, but I also kind of look at it like specific things about like, you want to maintain your color. What are you using at home? I'm using, I don't want to say certain names, but yeah, it's like, I'm using A, B, and C. I'm never going to knock what they're using per se. I'm just going to highly recommend that when they're done with those, fill it in the, you know, maybe change up the shampoo and like slowly kind of babysit them. They're like, you know, they're hoarding of products. And I'm not saying everyone needs a bunch of stuff. It's just like, I'm very like this, this, and this, like color shampoo, you know, you have dry hair, moisturizing conditioner, like leave in for your blowouts and stuff like that. Like I, I try to simplify it because I understand how many products as a woman or male or whoever like we all love our products and that's great but I, like for me specifically like I know that because I came from a corporate world that was so drilled into me that like I don't want to be that girl that's like what about this this and this and this and this and, this? and then like throwing in their face and they're like I don't wh- here's my credit card like I, I don't like that I don't, high yeah. pressure yeah. yeah it's not realistic and and it's not even about like me buying or selling products it's literally not like it's just like 
this is what I would like suggest. This is what I recommend. And then we kind of, it's like a team effort. Like I don't push it. And then they tell me what they feel and every person's different. So yeah. Definitely a collaborating thing in their yes. life and all of that for sure. Yeah. I think you make a good point of like, what is the biggest area of concern and kind of starting there and then, but also a great point about like, yeah, it's an investment and in that it's going to last you because- mm-hmm that's the thing that I think most people are concerned with is like, I'll spend money on it, but I want to know that it's worth Mm -hmm. it. And you know, it's worth it if you ask a professional. So Mm -hmm. if you, that's what, I mean, that's what I do. I'm like, Courtney, this is what I am looking for. And this is what I want and tell me what to get. And then I just get it and I'm never (laughs) mad about it. So (laughs) ask, ask a professional is, is, you know, the theme of the day really investing in hair care is the same as like mm-hmm. investing in skincare or even like vitamins mm-hmm. and stuff like it is self-care it is the health of your hair and your scalp as much as it is what it's going to look like so it's not just like an aesthetic kind of care which i th- think is something that's good to remember too mm-hmm. definitely long-term long-term integrity health all of that for your for your hair and your scalp Okay, this is kind of a perfect segue into our next question because I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about this. What are the differences between coloring your hair at home and having it done professionally? (laughs) (laughs) We have some opinions on this. There's a lot. There's a huge difference. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't even know how to answer that because it's like you just, it's just, I will say, yeah, just don't do it. it. What are the biggest benefits, I guess, to having it done professionally? Maybe that's a better way to talk about it. The formulation, the strategic, uh, you know, kind of placement, um, the blending, the things that we go to classes to learn, to make it look effortless and like science, you know, like burn themselves chemical burns. Oh my gosh. Like it's crazy. Yeah. You can melt your hair off. I melted my hair off in high school. Okay. Don't color your hair by yourself. Do not do that. I have never done it on my own and I never will. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a good girl. (laughs) Good. No, I'm afraid to because of these exact kind of things that you guys are talking about. Like I've only heard horror stories. And even when I had it done once by someone who clearly like I didn't have a recommendation for a stylist and maybe just didn't have the best education or I think they were just out of school too or whatever, maybe weren't using the best products. And my hair was really fried when I was really blonde. And I mean, it was, it probably took me a year to get it back to like the texture you know, that it was like, I lost so much of just the texture and like the health of my hair from one bad color treatment. So don't have that happen to you. Just, yeah, just don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> just don't and people do are it. so allergic to things too. Like even just from a professional mm. side, like I have clients where I can use a really great professional brand on them and it's, it's professional, you know, it's whatever. And then I go and use that same brand on another person and they're sensitive to it. Everyone has their own sensitivities. And mm-hmm. even with professional product, you don't want to mess with that at home. Like, especially a chemical service. It's just, it's crazy. Like the first place that I really took note of the detail of like the dimension and the color in my hair of having it well done was like when I've had professional headshots done and I would see in the picture, like, oh my gosh, like just the the evenness and the color and the tone and everything. 
and how it meant they are able to match it to your skin tone and stuff too. Like there's just so many layers to it. Like you said, there's so many things that I don't have to think about because you guys are thinking about it and you know (laughs) what to think about. And that's what I love about a good trusted professional. But now, even when you're on Zoom, you're basically in high def. So everyone (laughs) is noticing these things even more now on your fancy new iPhone 15 or whatever one we're on now, (laughs) camera. So it's even more important to get it done well. Agree. (laughs) Have you ever had anybody come in that has had like a really bad color job that they've done to themselves or something like that? And you've had to fix it for them? Yes. So many times, so many times I have repeat offenders. It's like one of those things where you're like, is this a secret shopper? Cause I feel like someone wants me to learn something here. Like, like <laughs> there's like crazy things coming in where I was like, I have to fix this. And then it was like, when you're not in beauty school anymore and you're just like on your own, you're like, all right, okay, I got this. And like, yeah, so it, yeah, it's gotten better. I feel like it goes along with like, when you find your person, you stay and you don't kind of go off on your own or whatever but yeah and surprisingly no bad like pandemic colors just like the cuts everyone tried to cut their hair that really? was really the only everybody. one i had everybody like, the- <laughs> okay the only thing that i would do after like i would not color my own hair but even more than that i would never cut my own hair yeah what? like it's not good no, no. wow yikes my so my dad is pretty much bald like pretty much and he has been forever so my mom just like buzzes his hair um and I think my my brother also has like a very short specific haircut so my sister-in-law has like done that like in the back for him before my husband has a gorgeous head of hair (laughs) and he asked me once to do something for him and I was like hell to the no I will not I don't care how simple it is and it was like mid-pandemic and I was like I do not care I do not care how simple it is I am not touching those gorgeous locks leave (laughs) them let them grow worst case it's just gonna look a little long and shaggy and that's way better than either of us taking scissors to it so yeah (laughs) gets my blood pressure up just thinking about it I know I had a friend that was stressing so hard. She's like, he made me buy clippers and now I have to cut his hair and I don't want to. <laughs> Tell me how to do it. And I was like, oh my gosh. I think I we like, all, if you didn't already appreciate your hairstylist, like you, yeah. <laughs> you do now post pandemic. So funny. Ooh, like my palms are sweating, seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So plenty of differences. I didn't, we, we talked before we started recording. We're not going to get Courtney too worked up today. So yeah. <laughs> we won't spend any more time talking about that. Just don't try to color your own hair. That's right. Is mm-hmm. Yes, please. The point of we're begging you that yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I love this one because I mean, you read the directions on a product, right? Mm-hmm. That's like something that you do. We like, we like to encourage people to do, but when you read directions on a bottle of shampoo, it says lather, rinse, repeat. Should we really repeat? I would say yes. I even, uh, like doing a client, I repeat, <laughs> you know, I do it on myself. I, yeah. for myself personally, I will go a week, a week and a half without washing my hair. Yeah. So. My shampoo is my best friend. Um, so when I'm, you know, shampooing and breaking, you know, everything down and washing it and doing a mask and everything, you need to do, you need to detox, you need to get everything out. So especially if you're someone that works out, I do it on all my clients. Nine times out of 10, they all get double shampooed and 
Mm-hmm. So I would say yes. Listen to the bottle. Yeah. That, yep. I agree with that. Double shampoo. I'm a huge believer in that because it's very rare that people wash every day. There are some out there. So I'm not saying you have to do it, but it's just kind of like everybody's different too. So double shampoo for sure is one of my main things I do bring up like wow. for a lot of my clients. Yeah. Cleansing. You're like, you're cleansing the scalp as well. Detoxing if you don't have a lot of color going on, you know, or even if you do, it doesn't really hurt, you know, okay. it just kind of depends on the detox product, but um, some are a little more um, intense than others, but yeah, that's kind of the same. I kind of work off that same direction. <laughs> yeah. I guess by the same token would, how often would you recommend that people wash their hair is a little bit different just depending on the texture of the hair? I think it's different on the person for sure. Yeah. Like- you know drier hair or drier scalp um I try to stay away from you know having people do not wash it every day I know there's a lot yeah do that um so I think it just depends on the person but I would say two to three times a week general rule right yeah I would also say too um in terms of like the double wash people don't realize that your hair care if you have a good skincare routine it's not that different like are you are you taking a makeup wipe and washing your skin and then going in with another cleanser because i am Mm. cleanse you know it's very similar and i think that that's not a connection that a lot of people make that is a really good point that's a great way to think about it like face scalp same skin like if i didn't have any hair would i be using face products on my head like i don't i don't know is that what people do you're just like right just keep going with it (laughs) keep washing I will say something too that I would, I'm actually curious what you think, Courtney, mm-hmm. <laughs> about yeah, this yeah. is people come to the, a common question that I get from my clients are like, I don't put conditioner on my scalp. I don't put conditioner on my scalp. I'm too oily, blah, blah, blah. And my thing is kind of like, yeah, focus on your men's to ends, you know, mid, you know, strands to the ends, get it, whatever you have left, massage it into your scalp. You would massage, you would moisturize your face, you know, moisturize your scalp. Don't like get it all oil, you know a ton but there's I think that's a super controversial thing like in the hair industry too I have people that are stylists who are like no I would never do that but I I I love that I agree I like yeah use it like use what you got on the mids and the ends and then work up but the thing that I hear a lot is like I just put conditioner in my hair or like I don't shampoo or like I just shampoo because it makes my hair feel fuller and it's like you need both regardless However, if you do two and one and mids and ends, whatever, you always need a shampoo and always need the condition. I know there's the fun TikToks out there or whatever the kids say <laughs> that tells you both or not and what to do. I'm just like, yeah, no, just do both. <laughs> That's the other thing that why I like having people like you guys on is because there is so much information out there now. Mm. And you make the reference to the TikToks. Yeah. You can see like 12 different things. You know, I'd say like, oh, well, I saw this on TikTok, but <laughs> you don't know anything about that person's credentials or like their experience or anything. So it's good to just go straight to the source here at Peace, Love and Baseball. That's what we're doing for you. <laughs> And now I feel like an expert because that's, that's what I do. I do like the mids and ends. And then I rub what I have left into the top. Good. I don't have like oily hair at all though. So maybe that just <laughs> yeah. works for me, but um, that's what I do. So good job. Great. Thank you. <laughs> I just got brought you here to tell me how, how good I am at taking care of my hair clearly. <laughs> okay. Speaking of hair care, 
which is, you know, what we're talking about. How often should you get your hair cut? Is that the same for everyone? It's I, like six to eight weeks, but it could be different if you have a short haircut or a, uh, yeah, just oh, like sure. a shorter buzz Like a haircut. specific style. Yeah. yeah. I guess maybe I am thinking, I know the person that asked this question and mm-hmm. I'm thinking they mean like for growth. So I guess if you're just growing okay. it out, like to maintain health. Mm-hmm. I say how... 10 to 12 weeks. That's what I put all my brides on. If they're trying mm-hmm. to grow. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Especially if they want to keep oh. it longer. Yeah. Yeah. You're coming in, you're hitting right where, you know, you would start to get dry. You're like split ends, you're chopping them, trimming yeah. them. Yeah. You're on a good program. Because is it true that your hair isn't going to grow as much if you don't get, like it helps it grow if you get it cut every 10 oh, to yeah, 12 sure. weeks? Yeah. You kind of have to like, well, this is my thinking and I, I don't know if I'm wrong and if a scientist wants to come for me or like whatever. but um so like what i think of is like when our split our ends are split yeah um, i'm i'm pointing to the end of my hair and so then in my head it's like because it's split it's like growing up instead of down Mm. then you cut it and then all the strands that are healthy are like yay we can start going down because that's what they sound like and so then (laughs) like if you cut the split and then yeah anyways wow I sound super smart but yeah you know what I'm saying right like no, that makes so sense? True. that's true and okay. if people I'm guilty of it sometimes is when mm-hmm. if I'm like I don't need a haircut I don't need a haircut I want it to grow then when yeah. you finally you sit down <laughs> Courtney just cut my hair this literally <laughs> because it was fried you have to do not if you wait you know six months you're trimming off six months worth of yeah you're ending up with a yeah. shorter Yes, you have to get a cut more if you yeah. don't get a cut yeah. as often. If you do a lot of hot like tools like flat iron and like all that stuff, it's either gonna cut mm-hmm. it for you by itself because it's too much <laughs> damage, or you need to. Clean. I just it. had this whole conversation earlier this week. She said, "Rachel, I see how hot your flat iron is." That's <laughs> <off>. <laughs> yeah. So we're well, there for each other as also professionals, <laughs> so it kind of helps. It's like we all will know what we know, but like. I kind of always learn something in one week because yeah. it's either a new client or new hair I've never seen or new texture I've never like worked with before. Like nobody has the same hair. Like even if you're twins, you don't even have the same hair. Like everybody has different hair. And yeah, it is well, definitely like we can go off some standards of this, that, and the other, but it's like, really, it's always a case by case in my opinion. First off, I want to say you do sound smart because that's kind of the way we need you to say it is a way that everybody can understand Cause in my last episode, I said something explains like the science behind something. And my husband, my husband, who is also like into the sciencey trainer stuff, was like, "That's where you lost me." Like, I just think you know, you need to not talk about it above people's heads because you need them to understand it on a level that's relatable. So that's exactly what's going to speak to people, and like that makes a lot more sense to us who don't know anything <laughs> about hair than good the sciencey stuff would. Yeah. And also to your point of like even hairstylists need hairstylists. Mm-hmm. That's something that we have to remind ourselves in every profession. Again, my husband and I are both trainers and we talk all the time about how like even trainers need trainers, mm-hmm. you know, shows more respect for your profession that you are learning and, and collaborating with other people. So oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like the luckiest part of being a hairdresser is that like, usually your friends are doing your hair and you're doing your friends hair, like and it's usually like you got 30 minutes give me a bang trim (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> or like whatever. Like, yeah, it's like whatever you need, you know? Okay, last listener question. Does a silk pillowcase really help your hair? I will wear like a silk bonnet if my curls are big or if I have Courtney has just done my extensions I will put it on it helps preserve it's gentle on your hair right it'll help preserve like a style um if you're a crazy sleeper and you're rubbing you know everything everywhere you can like (laughs) cause damage so I I have clients who do it religiously and love it I am more of a silk bonnet type of girl but um I do know that people people love it Yeah. I'm not super familiar. I do tell, I have people tell me that they do it and I go, does it make your hair feel better? Like I just, it's kind of that same thing. Like, cool. Does that work for you? And that's great. Like, it's not like a thing I would be like, go do this. Cause it's like, yeah, but it it has been a newer thing lately. I feel like it's gotten brought up more often. If I don't know, I might be wrong. I'm just old and I don't know, but yeah. (laughs) I think that that, um, is a big thing that's popular. And I, I hear great feedback or even people who have tend to like break off at like their hairline mm. I've seen like a difference mm. that as well a big That's thing good. this is not a listener question a big thing that people talk about um and I on TikTok there are things too people were talking about going to sleep with your hair wet what do you think about that Kelsey what would you do do you ever go to sleep with your hair wet I don't like to but the right. only time that I would I would braid it if I like mm-hmm. absolutely like had to, because I, you know, had to wash my hair, you know, if I absolutely had to, yeah. I would braid it. I braid it anyway to sleep. Oh, nice. I it, which that. I guess yeah. that's, a, that's a good question in itself. Even, even if silk pillowcase doesn't mm-hmm. help your hair, like that's not your jam. How would you recommend that people with long hair, like sleep? I love the hair? braiding. I love that. Like, I'm actually curious, like what started you like how were how did that come about was it like something you read was it just something you always did like you always braid your hair when you before you go to bed yeah I mean I think for me it's more of a comfort thing I used mm-hmm. to sleep with it like a top knot like uh, on top of okay. my head uh before yeah. I had it cut all off for the show that I was in and also yeah. my cat tries to bathe me while I'm sleeping <laughs> so like I just gotta keep it away from him <laughs> so if I'm being I honest it's because of my cat but yeah, no it's <laughs> Yeah. So what's, why should we not sleep with our hair wet though? What I've run into with like my clients is people will shower at night. They'll put it back or put it up in a top knot or whatever. And like, as your hair dries, it's expanding and you're, and it's up in a tight, Ooh, yeah. and it's, it's tight and it's snapping. You get breakage. Um, and then I don't know if this is true, but I've been seeing things online that you can get mold. You get moldy hair if you go Ew. to sleep. And your pillowcases. Oh, yeah. Your, your, your pillows, I mean. That's why I don't like to do yeah. it. It's not comfortable because you feel like soggy on your pillow. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. And then I think about like my face. Yeah. Like, because if I'm, if I had oily hair and then I was like, put it on my pillow and then it's like, I'm going to bed, wet, you know, like wet every night with my ha- hair wet. And then I, if I like the next night, like have my face on that pillow that like, trips me out because then I'm like yeah well now I'm gonna break out because it, yeah. like I wouldn't yeah like it's it's like your hair is the most fragile when it's wet so to even yeah. put it up or back when it's wet is just not ideal yeah. and I've seen a lot of people's hair break yeah same kind of thing she said just like a lot of hair breakage happens I'm not saying like every single time you, it's not gonna be like if you do it once everything's gonna go wrong for you. It's just like <laughs> it's, if you ha- if you can get yourself in the habit of not doing it, that's what I would say. Yeah, yeah. So, like 
I love the little braid though. I love the braid. Yeah, that is cute. I love that. Yeah, it's more like if that's something that because I could see that being like a nightly ritual for people. Mm-hmm. Like you shower mm-hmm. at night. It takes a lot of people a long a long time for their hair to dry. Yeah. You know, whether whether they're gonna blow dry it or air dry it. So they just go to bed with it wet. And yeah. if you're doing that every night, like it's definitely gonna definitely gonna have some ramifications after a while. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Okay, so maybe time to change up that routine. That's Mm -hmm. a great call out there. Silk pillowcase, maybe. Mm -hmm. Sleeping with dry hair, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are there any other big misconceptions or like general myths about hair care in general that you really love to bust for your clients? I was just talking about one um, over the weekend. I had a bride come in for a trial and she was saying, do I come in with on the day of, do I come in with day five hair? And I go, absolutely not. Like to come in with dirty hair. I mean, we were mm. I, like prom, like, you know, you show up with dirty hair, your hair will yeah. last. Everybody is so different. I've done weddings where people have done that and it, you just, you can't style it. You want like a clean slate to build product on, um, to get exactly what you want. And it can make or break the style if you, cause you know, when you're on site for weddings, you're not shampooing people like you're, yeah, you know, no time. And it can really break the whole situation. Yeah. Same with color. Like I've always said, like, like some people like kind of make a joke, like, oh, my hair is nice and dirty for you, which I'm like, I'm never going to kick you out of my chair. If you haven't washed your hair in two days, like fact, like I won't, if you have dry shampoo in your hair, I'm not going to be like, yeah, exactly. Everyone's fine. However, it's not, yes, it'll still work the same, but it's like going to be even better if your hair is clean. But it also like you got to be careful because it's like if I'm about to put some bleach on your head, then don't be coming in with like a shampoo and scalp because that might be a little sensitive. I don't have a preference, but I'm also like, but also preferably this the color will work way better if it is clean, but it doesn't need to be like the day of, like at least the day before, you know? Yeah. Like that. So yeah. You do hear that so much. And personally, like I know my hair, like it styles better when it's Mm -hmm. clean. And that's just always how it's been for me personally. And I always thought it was so weird that people are like, oh yeah, no, your hair has to be like three or four days dirty or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, not, not for me, but uh, okay. And I never would have known that about color that it's the same thing. Yeah, Right. And it's a big thing with the dry shampoo. And I'm like, color stronger than the color that I use is stronger than a dry shampoo <laughs> so it'll break through and work however like you know there's some dry shampoos out there that are a little intense so I don't know I just I either have to like brush it out or like you know it's maybe one little extra step but it's not like the end of the world so it just depends and if I ever notice anything different then that's when we would have to talk like actually you know what maybe you need to make sure you wash before you know like I'll definitely answer that like if people ask it before their first time I'll be like, yeah, just, you know, make sure it's washed the day before. That's usually like the only thing I would say that I would give up the info if they ask, but I don't like have it on my like booking site or anything like this is the second time, Courtney, that you brought up something. You said something like that, where you like, we would have a talk or we would talk about it. We would have a conversation. (laughs) And I, that is one of my favorite things about you, like as a professional is that you educate Oh, instead of just being like, like there are hairstylists that you can go to and be like, I want to dye my hair this color. And they'd be like, absolutely not. I would never do that on you. So I asked you actually the last time yeah. I saw you, I was like, what if I came in and was like, I want 
purple in my hair and not, you know, we had talked about like pink looking good with my skin tone and being complimentary of my hair color and all that stuff. But what if I came in and said like, I want this dark purple or whatever, would you just say absolutely not? And you looked right at me and you were like, we would have a conversation about that. (laughs) And basically what she was saying was, I'm going to educate you so that you don't make that decision, but it's still your decision. Like I'll do whatever you want. A thousand percent. Yep. I I think that's so important. Yes. It's a team effort. Like it is your hair, but it is our hair as well, because it's like, we are helping each other along this journey. And yeah, like your hair is just as important to us as it is to you, you know, like, right. You want to be proud sure of that. what you're doing. Yes. And we want you to feel good about it. So if right. you're coming in with maybe a bad day, you feel like you want to do something different. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, let's like, make sure. Days, <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, let's just, just, let's just dig deep a little bit and see how we're really feeling. Yeah. But <laughs> And it's funny, I have a client, that's why I'm just going to say on a one-off, just that I do have a client from a, a million years ago, and she thanks me every day. She goes, remember that one time when I wanted to shave the side of my head, and you guys talked me out of it, but like in the best way, and I was like, yes, girl, I'll never forget it. Like, and she's like, I am so, I'm so happy I didn't do that, because that would have been a pain in you know, the butt, like trying to grow it out. Like, we, you know, so we just like laugh about it, because it's like, it just, you know, and nothing wrong. Like, if you feel like you want to do that, I'm sure that's fine. I'm just, her specifically, we have had that conversation and it's, it, it we laugh about it. So, you know, when they're kind of, when they're kind of yeah. like talking crazy about something and you're like, what's going yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, what's this really about? Yeah. yeah. Let's spill the tea here. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, gotta help people with some pretty, big decisions, but to make sure that they fully understand, like Mm -hmm. it has to be so hard with the internet out there with like, you know, everybody, they can bring you a picture of anything and be like, I want my hair to look like this. Well, one, your hair can't look like that because you don't Mm -hmm. have that much hair or whatever. Like there's often reasons why it just straight up won't work at all or like, okay, but let's make sure you understand like what this means if we're going to make it look like that. And, uh, just yeah. another reason why it's so important to have someone you trust to go to yeah. with that kind of a choice. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I mentioned when we started that you both kind of have your own niches in the hair care industry. Mm-hmm. So Rachel, I know you do more like hairstyling is like your forte, but what are like some of your favorite offerings of services that you yeah. do? I love, um, I specialize in curly hair. Um, and I also do, um, seven different methods of extensions, but I love bridal when bridal season is in full swing. So tech, I mean, when I started doing hair, I was a hair, um, cutting specialist. Um, so that's what, you know, I specialize in and then do color here and there, but that's not really what I'm, I specialize in. Yeah. I met Rachel and I asked her where, you know, can I, can I get my hair done with you? And I was specifically looking for a colorist and she was like, you can, but, uh, you should go see my friend Courtney. So Courtney, (laughs) tell us what your specialties and favorite things to do are. Um, I was colorist fully, uh, forever until we were able to do both. I've always been highly passionate about cutting, um, and coloring. And just recently in the last year, have expanded on five different methods of extensions. So slowly getting into that. And I always am open 
like I know I'll never do bridal but I love the idea of just like maybe refreshing just for something else down the line that would be a creative thing like hey you guys want to do a photo shoot for some reason okay I could maybe do that then you know what I mean like yeah kind of like opening those doors to just have like a creative like outlet um but I kind of like this sounds insane because of all the things we probably just said but like I kind of just love winging it a lot like I know what I know yeah but like when someone comes to me and they want like a change as type a as I am I think that's where the creative part really comes out because I got all the knowledge of what I need to do with my hands and like mix up and da 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 but like I just yeah like I I wing it and I and I love the feel of it I love like the the camaraderie of like we're working together as a team me and my client so like I don't know where I'm going with this tangent but basically I just I'm very passionate about the color and the cutting um in general and I'm just excited to always like be open to other things or additives to yeah yeah so like like, if someone came to you and was like I really want to do this and you were like I don't necessarily I haven't done that before I don't know a lot about that but I can definitely go learn and yeah like I'll always have people on the roster like I got you know I have brides that they're like well why don't you do my hair I'm like because I don't do brides (laughs) but my friend Rachel is really good I will say it is my mission Kelsey it is my mission to get this girl into bridal (laughs) they'll do it one day that would be fun yeah I think it isn't like high pressure and kind of stressful though because like it people are probably there's all kinds of emotions going on that day I'm sure some people are crazy particular and it's got to be just right and you never kind of know what you're gonna get it's a lot trials are your best friend you know coming in a couple months ahead and you know doing that sometimes you need a second trial um but you're there for five six seven hours and then you're done like it, it goes by so quickly you get really good groups you know of people and then you have definitely a high stress situations but um usually we work in a team you know whether it's multiple hairstylists or you know I collaborate with the makeup artist quite a bit and it's it's usually really really fun and you get to see a bunch of different personalities and then a lot of times you're you're there crying while they're putting them yeah <laughs> so cool it's, it's yeah really cool. Yeah. I, that's what I've loved about like the weddings that I've sang into is I'm like, it's the best because I just get to go and like be a part of something that's so special for people yeah. and like have that emotion, but also like, it's not my wedding or it's not even anyone yeah. in my family. So like, <laughs> I just get to do the fun part of, yeah. you know, do what I do well and be there to take it all in. So that, it, that does sound very exciting. <laughs> I think it's very cool too, that you each kind of have your lane and then you can recommend people to each other And people probably don't even realize all the different lanes and like specialties that there is just within the profession. So I like to point that out. Well, tell the good people, not all of our listeners are going to necessarily be in the area where they can get to you physically. But for those that are, I could not recommend you guys highly enough. I think my hair looks pretty good. I hope all of my listeners who have seen me on Twitter or Instagram do too. (laughs) When I posted the picture of my uh, most recent color with Courtney, I got a lot of likes. So if you like, if you like the look, here's where you can get it. Tell us, tell us where we can come see you. 
Um, oh my gosh, how do I plug it? www.cococolors.com. That's www.cococolours.com. Well, I think I found you on, that's on your Instagram, right? Is that like the easiest way to yes, I was gonna say, or Instagram? I'm just really excited that I was going to remember how to spell it and be cool about it. Um, <laughs> I felt like legit for, yeah, I was like, yeah, I have a website. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, no, Instagram is, uh, Coco in, uh, Coco underscore in underscore motion. Coco in motion has all the, everything on there, like phone number, address, uh, booking site, website, lots yeah. of pictures, testimonials, of pictures. all that good stuff. Yeah. Like. That's what you got to do nowadays. So, oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, if you like want to go to someone and trust that your hair is going to look a certain way, you go look at their Instagram feed and yeah. see all the people mm-hmm. that they made look great. So, mm-hmm. it's there for you. Rach, yeah. how do we see you? You can follow me on Instagram, Rach Rayburn Hair, R A C H R A Y B U R N Hair on the old IG. We're going to put all this in the show notes for you, friends. So, yay. Scroll straight down. I can spell it again if you notes. want me to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> or if you want to <laughs> scroll back, rewind it a little bit and listen to that spelling out again as you type it into your yes. typewriter. Yes. You can do that too. Wait, do you guys see how fun it is to be in business with this person? She cracks me up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. You have really good, Courtney has really good Instagram content that's not just hair content too. Oh so. my gosh. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. That's why I just kind of, I just have a good time good pure <laughs> entertainment Rachel how do we book like if a bride wanted to to book you same way we can find it all the information yeah all the information on Instagram, Instagram and website there's a uh, a website link and you can just fill out a client um a little request form um and it goes straight to my email and um you would get like you know numbers and a bridal contract from there so if you're ever ever interested in that just submit a request on the website which you can find on the instagram it's all it's all all the information's there sweet hit up that ig (laughs) (laughs) all right well you know i couldn't let you guys go without a little baseball fun for the baseball fans out there love and baseball but since neither of you are particularly baseball fans I thought it might be fun to play a little round of would you rather with baseball terminology. So here's how it's going to work. I will propose a would you rather question and you two can converse amongst yourselves to pick your answer. If you get it wrong, you get a strike. Three strikes and you're out. That's one of the rules of baseball. Uh, Or if you get through all eight of the would you rathers without striking out, that's how you win some Do it. great prize. I don't know what that Let's is, go. but I'll <laughs> come up go. with something really good. So here's the other, the other rule. We're also going to implement the 15 second pitch clock rule. Here. There is a new rule in baseball this year where there is 15 seconds allowed in between pitches. So to keep you on your toes, you get 15 seconds to answer or you get an automatic strike. I'm ready. First one, you are a pitcher. Would you rather have a higher war or have a higher ERA? Higher ERA for sure, right? Coco? I feel ERA. Yeah, 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 I feel ERA. ERA. Okay, we're going with a solid higher ERA. 
if you're a pitcher. Here's the thing, gals. That is your first strike, unfortunately. Dang because an ERA for a pitcher is their earned run average. And if you're a pitcher, you oh. want to <laughs> let the least amount of runs possible. So you want to have a, a low ERA is the sign of, of good pitching, earned Thank run you. average. Whereas WAR, W-A-R, is wins above replacement. So the higher that number is, it means the better you are against like an a, a comparable player. It's how they compare players and the ones with the higher numbers would glean their team more wins than hmm. the next player they're being compared to. So higher war, lower ERA is the win. Gotcha. Well, I felt so good about that. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. One strike, but way to be on top of that pitch clock. Here's number two. You are a hitter this time at the plate with a chance to help your team score. Would you rather hit into a double play or a sacrifice fly? Trying to help the team score. Coco a double play or a sacrifice double play. fly? Double play. Double play. Double play. Yeah, I feel good about it. I feel like her face is falling <laughs> if that's not right. <laughs> We're going to go through all eight of these even if you strike out, I guess. Yeah, okay, but, good. uh, yeah, so if, if you're hitting and you're trying to help your team score and you hit into a double play, unfortunately, that means that you just got two outs for your team. So you did not help them score. However, if you got a sacrifice fly, the reason it's called a sacrifice is because it means you either got the runner into score or you moved them over to get closer to score. So sacrifice fly would definitely be better than a double play if you're wow. up to bat. <laughs> We're learning all kinds of things, though. I love it. Okay, number three. You are a pitcher. Would you rather be charged with a save or charged with a balk? Okay. <laughs> Would you rather be charged with a save or save. a balk? Save? 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 I forget about save. Let's say save. Yes. Yeah, save. I Okay, save. pitch clock is up. And we're going with save, and that is correct. You would rather oh, wow. get the save because if you get the save, you have closed out the game and you won the game for your team. So wow. you put a pin in it. You got the last few outs there to protect <laughs> the lead. A balk would be if you were in position to throw the ball and you stepped off or you looked a certain way and it's it's like a – a penalty so oh. the batter would automatically get to take a base if you did that so no good no good all right back on track here coming back <laughs> you're a hitter again so you're gonna put yourself at the plate mm -hmm. would you oh you're you're a hitter and you're looking to have a big day would you rather hit a home run or hit for the cycle home run Coco? I feel like it's a trick one. Psycho? Crap. Okay, so hold on. Psycho, psycho, psycho. Oh, oh, okay. They're going with cycle and right as the clock runs out. And that was a great choice. Way to start to question your instincts. Gonna get ahead here. So a home run is good. A home run is is good. You're gonna get to round all the bases, but a home run is part of hitting for the cycle. 
To hit for the cycle, you would get a single, a double, a triple, and a home run. <laughs> so why just hit a home run when you could do what? it all? I felt like that was a trick one. I was like, I, I don't yeah. feel like that's I feel like that's right, but it's not right. Yeah. It was. Good instincts nice. there. All right. Ooh, okay. New position. You are the catcher. So you're behind the plate. Would you rather have more passed balls or more putouts? Passed balls. I'm gonna say passed balls. Catching. Do you want to have more passed balls or more putouts? Oh, you want more putouts because you want to throw it back into the game. Yeah, put out, put out, put out, put out. Yeah, clock is out and putouts <laughs> is the official answer. <laughs> putouts is it. Ding, ding, ding. So a pass ball would be if the pitcher's throwing the ball to you and it gets away from you, right? So that would be bad. That would mean bad things could happen. Runners on the other team could get ahead. No good. But a put out is if you threw out a player from the other team. So that's. I feel like there's a joke about. I feel like there's a joke somewhere about catcher and put out, but I'm not going to try to put it together. Absolutely. I just feel like it's something. (laughs) Worth mentioning. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Okay, two more. And if you can make it through two more without getting that final strike, you win. Come on, Rachel. Do it. Let's do it. Mm, this is this is another tricky one, but you might be able to refer to one that you've already got right with this to help you out here. You are a pitcher. Would you rather have a higher whip or a higher save percentage? Whip stands whip because whip because if there's these well, yeah, save you know. was good earlier, so to have a higher save oh. percentage. Save? Yeah, let's go with that. Save percentage. <laughs> Final answer. I'm going to help you out a little bit there because, yes, the save percentage would be you would rather have a higher save percentage because that means that you would save more games than not, right? The higher the percentage, the better there because the save is a good thing. Whip is going to be uh, walks and hits in innings pitch so the more walks and hits a pitcher gives up kind of just like the era like the higher it is no good we want to keep that number nice and low i wish that people could see me and courtney i'm like really (laughs) i'm they are they are i am sweating we're we're learning a lot we're paying attention we are on edge and we're ready (laughs) to get through this final one okay last one and then we got a fun question that you can't can't get wrong okay (laughs) You are a hitter. Mm-hmm. Would you rather hit a ground rule double or a fielder's choice? Fielder's choice for sure. Fielder's choice. Yeah, let's do it. Final answer. Wait, no, I'm nervous. Oh. <laughs> fielder's choice. All right, fielder's choice. Final answer. Unfortunately, that is three strikes and you're out because a fielder's choice is not always a bad thing, but I mean, it's it's not preferable, right? You A fielder's choice is when you hit the ball and you might, you're gonna get to the base, but they're gonna get somebody else out from the ball that you hit. So it wouldn't be the same as getting like a, a hit, like a single, because mm-hmm. a single would get you to first base and whoever else was on the bases would also get to move forward. A fielder's choice, whereas like, say you got to first base, but they got the guy out who was running to second base. So wasn't exactly the goal. Whereas a ground rule double 
is if you hit the ball, it hits the field, but then it bounces off the field, like into the stands. It's not a home run in that case, but you get to automatically go to second base. So it's automatically a double. That was a really tricky one. So yeah, their heads are like spinning right now. Well, I played softball when I was a kid. Is that the same? (laughs) It is similar. Yes, it is similar in a lot of ways. I was like shortstop and I was a pitcher, but I don't remember any of these little, I don't remember anything. Well, one of the reasons that I like to do this with non-baseball fans is because it brings an appreciation to fans who are really in it of how this sounds like a totally foreign language to people who don't follow it. Or even people who are like watching it with you and might want to know what's going on, but are like, wait, why was that better than that? Or they keep talking about ERA, but why does that matter? Yeah. And what does that mean to me? So I think it's just a good way to like, hmm. you know, take a minute, have an appreciation for that. And no matter what you're a fan of, if you're talking about it, just like the same way as if you were talking about the science of mixing colors to mm-hmm. me, I would have yeah. no idea that you were talking, what you were talking about. It's hmm. kind of the same way as we yeah. start talking about, you know, RBIs and OPS and, <laughs> You cross your eyes like I got no clue. I don't know. <laughs> now but it's I feel fun. Like we need to go to a baseball game together. Just yeah. Kelsey's gonna be like, I don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely love to go with you and tell you all about it, but it's gonna be. I'd be taking notes. <laughs> that 15 second pitch clock, like you see how quick that 15 seconds goes by. It makes the game go so much faster. I say this and we're two days into spring training games, but like I've been watching the games the past two days and I'm like, I feel like I can't catch my breath. This is so fast. <laughs> it's still a two and a half hour long game, but not wow. long enough for us old curmudgeon baseball fans. Love it. Okay. Well, my final question for each of you is if you were a major league baseball player, what would your walk-up song be? You're walking up to the plate we blare your songs through the loudspeakers at the stadium, and that's how everybody knows that it's you. Oh my gosh, Beyonce! Something Beyonce for sure. Yes, I love that for you. What are you feeling, Courtney? Like, I feel like I would do something ridiculous. Like, what is that one? Like the elephant walk? What is it? <laughs> Whatever that, that one. The circus song? No, it's like. Fine, that one too. I would be like, whatever. They would love me. They make me sit on the bench all the time, probably. Though. I think a kooky <laughs> instrumental song is yeah, is a win. I love. Is that, that like a thing people use though? Uh, yes. Like, is that a thing that like there's there people? I mean, people like, will use all kinds of things, but instrumental so parts funny. of songs are are always work. That's so funny. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. What's your what Beyonce that. song did you stick with? No, I'd, probably, I'd probably be like Countdown, like classic. Nice. Like, yeah, that's a good one. Courtney, I feel like you would want to change yours like every day. You'd be like, yeah, today I'm feeling this. So we're yeah. going to go with this It'd one. be like one of these, just point at, I have like five to choose from. Boom, that one. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for taking some time out for hanging out with me today for educating our listeners and for sharing your wealth of knowledge and passion for your profession with us. We will check you out and hit you up on the Instagram. And thanks again for your time and your talents and and for making me look good. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Go see them guys. They're going to make you look great.